is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Definitely broadcasting from the bunker. You can hear the you can hear the activity going on outside the bunker. Can you not, Mr. Producer? Sounds like the dropping of bombs, the firing of missiles. But don't worry, America. It's called the weather. And we're in the middle of a hell of a thunderstorm, a lightning storm. Thanks to, of course, climate change. Yeah, it's climate change. There it is. I want to clean up a few things here because the media are lying to you or deceiving you. The headline yesterday from the Associated Press was Trump accused of asking Stafford to delete camera footage in Florida classified documents case. I said Trump accused of asking Stafford to delete camera footage. So in other words, it wasn't deleted, Mr. Producer. The accusation is that he asked the staffer to delete it. Now, of course, that can be a crime if the material is subpoenaed and you are seeking to do so. But that changes the entire complexion of this charge, does it not? A staffer is making an allegation. So it's a he said, he said. So this is the thinnest of thin reed to bring a new charge against the former president of the United States. So they're throwing the full power of federal prosecutorial resources against a maintenance man. To get him to flip to support the state against Trump on this one charge. Now why are they doing that? Because there are multiple motions that I discussed with you two weeks ago as well as on Fox that President Trump's lawyers can file, and some need to be filed. I don't know what they're waiting for. They don't need to wait till May. They can perhaps send a torpedo into this pirate ship immediately. So I wanted to point that out as number one. We have a killer, killer show this Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin. We have Benjamin Netanyahu, and we have former Governor 
Bob McDonald. Now I want to talk about this next issue. Slavery in the curriculum in Florida. I must say I'm disappointed by Tim Scott. I'm disappointed by Wesley Hunt. Disappointed by Byron Donalds. All my friends. And Byron Donalds in particular I've known quite a long time. Well, long enough. Longer than most. And what they are doing is really quite perplexing to me. Unit 2 of the AP's syllabus on slavery, labor, and American law. A chapter on the slave economy suggests this is the college boards that are set throughout the country. That slaves learn to become painters, carpenters, tailors, musicians, and healers, and subsequently use their skills to provide for themselves and others. DeSantis has been widely criticized in recent weeks, including by Vice President Kamala Harris, and I might mention those Republicans that I did, over a singular passage in Florida's 2023 social studies standards, which acknowledges that, quote, slaves develop skills which, in some instances, could be applied for their personal benefit. Nobody's praising slavery here. Nobody's saying even that but for slavery they wouldn't have learned these skills. The learning objective from the AP curriculum just shows that this pseudo-controversy was nothing more than a dishonest political hit job by Harris, the White House, and the unions, DeSantis press secretary said. And she's right. And she's right. And you can read what Dr. William Allen, former chairman of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, had to say about this. You can read what Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington had to say about acquired skills under adverse circumstances, I'm quoting, who came with skills that enabled them not only to survive, but also to go on further accomplishments after slavery. So why has this become a hot issue? And why do Republicans bite these hooks? Why do they go for this stuff? I don't get it. Why do they play into this? I don't get it. I mean, if you want to talk about slavery and what took place, then talk about Biden and his segregationist past. Talk about the Democrat Party. They're responsible for slavery. Why are you trashing DeSantis? And by the way, obviously Scott's running against DeSantis and the other two gentlemen I mentioned have supported Trump. But still, aren't we in the mode right now to save the country? Isn't that the goal? Whoever the Republican nominee becomes, we're on a very, very slick path to the destruction of this country. So the typical kind of politics that's played is unacceptable to me. By friend and foe alike. By friend and foe alike. And speaking of foe, Chris Christie is not going to come anywhere close to getting enough votes to be president. I don't know if he succeeded in accomplishing the very low standard to be in the first debate or not, but he's obviously been backed and supported by people who have as their singular goal to take out Trump and or DeSantis. And there are certain hosts and certain platforms who are promoting him, like he was promoted today for a very long interview. 
And in no time during that very long interview, in which he was obviously set up to just trash the hell out of Trump without any significant pushback, making wild accusations, because that's what he does, was he asked about his own, his own tenure as the governor of New Jersey. So I'm here to remind you, since those who promote Chris Christie, particularly in the media, have memory lapses, intentionally so. This is from Wikipedia. I despise Wikipedia, but when I'm using it in this context, it's as good as any other. The Fort Lee Lane closure scandal, also known as the George Washington Bridge Lane social scandal, or Bridgegate, was a political scandal involving a staff member and political appointees of New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, colluding to create traffic jams in Fort Lee, New Jersey, by closing lanes at the main toll plaza for the upper level of the George Washington Bridge. The problems began on September 9, 2013, when two of the three toll lanes for local street entrance were closed during morning rush hour. Can you imagine? Local officials, emergency services, and the public were not notified of the lane closures, which fortly declared a threat to public safety. The resulting backups and gridlock on the local streets ended when the two lanes were reopened on Friday, September 13, four days later, by an order from the Port Authority Executive Director and Democrat from New York, Patrick Foy. He said that the hasty and ill-informed decision could have endangered the lives and violated federal and state laws. It was later suggested that the lanes had been closed intentionally to cause the massive traffic problem for political reasons, and especially theorized that they were a retributive attack against Fort Lee's mayor, Mark Skolich, a Democrat who had supported Christie as a candidate in 2013 for governor, excuse me, who refused to support Christie, who refused to support Christie, The ensuing investigation centered on several of Christie's appointees and staff, including David Wildstein, who ordered the lanes closed, Bill Baroni, who had told the New Jersey Assembly Transportation Committee that the closures were for a traffic study. The United States Attorney for the District of New Jersey, Paul Fishman, launched a federal investigation resulting in a nine-count indictment against Bridget Ann Kelly, the Deputy Chief of Staff, Baroni, and Wildstein. Wildstein entered a guilty plea and testified against Baroni and Kelly, or found guilty on all counts in November 2016. David Sampson pleaded guilty to one felony count of conspiracy in July 2016 for acts unrelated to the lane closures, but unearthed by the federal Bridgegate investigation. Christie's political standing was badly damaged by the scandal, and his approval ratings from the scandal onward only continued to fall. He basically said he didn't know anything. I don't know anything. He did, he did a Biden. How would I know what my entire senior staff is doing? Once considered a leading contender for the 2016 Republican nomination, Christie dropped out of the presidential race after poor showing in the New Hampshire primary. The scandal was widely cited as a major factor in the early demise of his nomination, potential nomination. In 2016, both the prosecution and the defense in the trial of two of Christie's former aides argued that Christie knew of his close associates' involvement in a plan to shut down lanes leading to the GW Bridge as it was happening, and that the closings were to punish Skolich for declining to support Christie's re-election bid. 
was the first time Christie had been officially accused of contemporaneous knowledge of the plot. Now, the defendants in the case appealed their convictions. In June 2019, the U.S. Supreme Court granted cert and heard the case, known as Kelly v. U.S., in January 2020, one defendant, Bill Baroni, having already begun serving his prison, prison term federal, as for immediate release. On May 7, 2020, the Supreme Court unanimously overturned the convictions, judging that the defendants could not have violated the fraud statutes they were charged under since they had not obtained money or property. So they didn't rule that they didn't do it. They ruled that they couldn't be fraud because they didn't get anything in exchange for it. Now, what about Christie? Oh, as I'm pulling down the article, it's quite lengthy, Chris. Let's see here. So there are all kinds of inquiries into all this. And the official misconduct case against Christie, as Wikipedia puts it, Teaneck citizen activist William J. Brennan filed a complaint in September 2016 in the Fort Lee Municipal Court alleging official misconduct by Christie. The complaint specifically said Christie had failed to stop the closure. Then in progress, when according to Wildstein's sworn testimony, Christie heard about it from Baroni and Wildstein on Wednesday, September 11, 2013, the third day of the closure. The complaint alleged that Fort Lee and its mayor were deprived the benefit of enjoyment of their community as a consequence of this intentional evil-minded act. In October 2016, Judge Roy McGeady, the presiding judge for the municipal courts in Bergen County, New Jersey, accepted jurisdiction based on the events having occurred in Fort Lee and found that probable call existed, quote, to believe that an event of official misconduct was caused by Governor Christie, unquote. The judge therefore issued a summons. This put the case into the hands of Bergen County Prosecutor's Office. Prosecutor Guber Grewal, who was appointed by Christie, recused himself from the case, State Attorney General Christopher Porino, who previously served as the governor's office counsel, also recused himself from the case. So subordinates in their offices had to handle the matter. The state superior court denied Brennan's request to appoint a special prosecutor. In January 2017, a state superior court judge denied Christie's motion to dismiss the citizen's complaint, but also vacated the earlier finding of probable cause on the basis that Christie had been improperly denied his right to counsel at the October 2016 hearing. The court ordered a new hearing regarding the complaint. Later that month, prosecutors decided not to pursue charges against Christie. Now, while prosecutors chose not to pursue the case, the Bergen County Municipal Judge ruled the case had not been dismissed. And in February 2017, following a new hearing, the Bergen County Municipal Judge ruled that the case could proceed, saying the court is satisfied that Christie had knowledge of the traffic problems in Fort Lee. And then they issued a new criminal summons. In March 2017, the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office dropped that complaint against Christie, writing to the Superior Court judge, we do not believe that an official misconduct charge can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. All pretty sleazy, don't you think, America? Christie has played rope-a-dope from the very beginning. I don't know what my chief of staff was doing, my deputy chief of staff, my campaign. I don't know. All they said is they don't believe they could prove a charge of misconduct beyond a reasonable doubt. And, of course, Christie declared victory. Now he's on the attack. Now he's on the attack. 
and he's given a platform. The same platform he got today has been given to Chris Sununu to trash Trump. It's been given to Karl Rove to trash Trump. It's been used to promote Mitt Romney. And these are platforms that are used all the time for one reason and one reason only. Not because Chris Christie has ever done anything in his entire life that is profound or important, but because he's a torpedo. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. There, the button works. I think it's pretty obvious. There's really only one major voice out there, maybe a few others, really one that understands there's at least two sides to every criminal case. Two Sundays ago, I believe it was two Sundays ago, I provided half a dozen motions that should be filed by the defense challenging unconstitutional, unscrupulous, actually evil practices of the government that if left unaddressed can affect all of our lives in terms of due process and the right to a fair trial. Not only was none of that picked up by fellow hosts or even non-fellow hosts, but none of it is even independently discussed. It's as if there's only one side and it's leaked by the prosecutors. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Just to wrap up, Christie has done nothing 
for the United States. Nothing. He's done nothing to fight cancel culture. He's done nothing to fight the war on the nuclear family and parental rights. Nothing. He's done nothing to protect children from the ideology that's promoting sexuality in elementary schools. Doesn't even speak out against it. Says it's not government's role, even though these are government classrooms and government employees. He has no legacy in New Jersey, none. Sky-high taxes, sky-high crime. And now he takes this fanciful run for president because he wants to cripple the leading Republicans in the Republican primary and smooth the way for Joe Biden and the Democrats despite his very weak protestations. He's given platforms to promote this ideology and attitude. See the future of the Republican Party? No, he's not the future of anything. The Democrat Party does hate America. It hates America today like it hated America before. And those of us who love this country and do not want to see it fundamentally transformed into a third world, destitute, impoverished, authoritarian, centralized state, we get it. We see what's happening. We're not going to be distracted by Kamala Harris and phony issues. We're not going to be distracted by Chris Christie and phony issues. We will confront them in order to push them out of the way. And we're not going to allow a media, whether they claim to be friendly or unfriendly, to tell us fact from fiction, truth from falsity. We're not going to allow it. As I point out in the opening of the book, this book is not intended to be provocative. But in the Democrat Party, centric parts of our society it undoubtedly will be. And you'll remember that Target made a run of us. We put an end to that quickly. It is not written for Democrat Party officials, politicians, media sycophants, activists, surrogates. It's not written for rhinos. It's written for those patriotic Americans who fear for our country and its future. America is unraveling. Our founding and history are under assault. Our families and faiths are being degraded. Individualism has been substituted for groupism. Colorblindness is now racist. Capitalism and prosperity are being devoured by economic socialism and climate change fanaticism. Classrooms have become indoctrination mills for racism, segregation, bigotry, and sexual perversion. And teachers' unions are hostile to parental involvement in critical decisions about the health and welfare of their children. In America, free speech and academic freedom are shrinking. And the police state is growing, as is monitoring and spying on citizens. The government is banning and regulating more and more household products, from incandescent light bulbs to dishwashers, while creating shortages and driving up costs of others. Crime is out of control in our streets, public transportation, and schools 
while police budgets are slashed and many prosecutors and judges coddle violent criminals. Our borders are wide open to millions of foreigners who seek entry into the country as drug and criminal cartels ship killer drugs into our country by the tons and brutalize migrants by using them as indentured servants and sex slaves. And the list goes on. The Democrat Party is responsible for most of this and much more. It seeks to permanently control our governmental institutions, just as it dominates our cultural entities. From the media to academia, from entertainment to science, it seeks to delegitimate and eviscerate the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, the Electoral College, the Supreme Court, and separation of powers, which obstructs its ideological designs. It abuses the rule of law by targeting its political opponents for harassment, investigation, prosecution. In the end, it seeks to imprison them. On October 30, 2008, when Barack Obama shouted to a crowd that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. He wasn't kidding. On May 14, 2008, when Michelle Obama pronounced that we're going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place as a nation. She meant it. The Obamas are not alone among Democrat Party apparatchiks and their contempt for this country. In fact, it's the rare top Democrat Party politician who regularly praises America and is sincere about it. They mostly trash talk the country and smear millions of its people. The examples are too numerous to catalog here, but it is a party that is built on the demands and propaganda of revolutionaries, demagogues, and malcontents, and has a horrifying history of supporting the most contemptible causes, including slavery, segregation, the Ku Klux Klan, and even lynchings. Indeed, almost from the start, the Democrat Party rejected the principles and values of the American experiment. And today it is the home of another anti-American movement, this time American Marxism, with its various ideological appendages. The Democrat Party ruling class, elites and activists, are united in this revolution. As the title of this book declares, the Democrat Party hates America. Indeed, if you want to fundamentally transform something, you clearly do not love it or even like it. As I've explained on my radio show, if someone says, I wish I could fundamentally transform my spouse, then you obviously don't love or like your spouse. But what if you do not want to fundamentally transform America and you love our country? Then it is important to speak the truth about those who seek to impose their will on the rest of us. When dealing with such a dire threat to our freedom, society, and way of life, we cannot dodge our responsibilities as citizens, especially in my case, when I have such a large platform to push back. It can be difficult and predictable Excuse me, it can be difficult and unpleasant to speak out and write a book such as this, given the predictable outrage and anger that will surely result from numerous individuals and quarters. Nonetheless, the time is late and the cause is too important to self-censor. 
So let us step back and examine what is taking place in the central role of the Democrat Party. And of course, it is necessary to expose the role of the Democrat Party's current leader, President Joe Biden, in undermining America. In March 2023 speech to the Canadian Parliament, Biden concluded his remarks, aimed mostly at further government-to-government space exploration with the Canadian government, in which he proclaimed, ladies and gentlemen, we're living in an age of possibilities. Xi Jinping asked me in the Tibetan plateau, could I define America? I could have said the same thing if he asked about Canada. I said, yes, one word, and I meant it. One word, possibilities. He said, nothing is beyond our capacity. We can do anything. We have to never forget. We must never doubt our capacity. Canada and the United States can do big things. We stand together. Do them together. Rise together. We're going to write the future together. I promise you. But I was not talking about the possibilities of entrepreneurship and capitalism, individual human initiative, etc., when speaking to Xi or the Canadian Parliament. He was talking about the endless opportunities of an activist government, which means the expansion of his own power and that of the Democrat Party, the establishment of an all-powerful central government, a command economy, and the remaking of man's nature. Indeed, Biden rules as an autocrat. Biden has said that he wants his legacy to be as big or bigger than Franklin Roosevelt's who did in fact radically change the nature of the federal government and its relationship with the citizen. And Biden is being urged to continue the transformation of America away from the founding ideals toward an Americanized Marxist model that I discussed at length in American Marxism. Today, Biden is a reckless and stubborn human wrecking ball who has racked up a disastrous record, both domestically and internationally. Some wonder how Biden moved from a relatively nondescript politician to a radical leftist. Indeed, for most of his life, Biden has been a political chameleon and an intellectual lightweight. When he entered the Senate, he immediately sided with the segregationists and racists and actively opposed the integration of public schools. When law and order became an important issue in the mid-90s, he co-sponsored a criminal justice bill that was tough on criminals. At one point, he was a fiscal centrist by Washington standards and also supported some limits on abortion. He also backed border enforcement. Of course, his conduct on the Senate Judiciary Committee and the viciousness and dishonesty of his attacks on conservative nominees was appalling, but it reflected the views and demands of his party. Moreover, Biden always saw himself as presidential timber when most did not. His lies and deceit, including the habitual plagiarizing, including stealing words and phrases of speeches by Robert Kennedy and Neil Kinnock, British Labour Party leader at the time, as well as his blatant lies about his academic record, helped derail his previous embryonic presidential campaigns. Today, his lack of character, cringeworthy outbursts, and obvious stage five dementia are all but ignored. 2020, however, the Democrat Party operatives saw Biden as their only hope to stop Trump from winning re-election. Trump was threatening their grip on power and the culture and undoing their ideological agenda. They rightly believed that socialist Democrat, a.k.a. Marxist, Bernie Sanders could not win a general election. 
Therefore, the party and its powerful surrogates used its enormous infrastructure and resources, including party operatives, billionaire donors, activist media, academic scholars, the immense bureaucracy, the legal community, corporatists, labor unions, and so forth, to help the basement-dwelling Biden secure the Democrat Party nomination and install him in the Oval Office. Indeed, it was the most radical elements within the Democrat Party and its powerful surrogates, never Trumpers, dark money donors, that ran a shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election for Biden. In 2021, February, Times Molly Ball reported that there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against so-called disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. Now that's only five pages of the beginning of the book. The book is 400 pages long. So not only... Shouldn't I read it on the air? I couldn't if I wanted to. But this gives you a sense for what we're up against, why I speak the way I do, why I conduct my programs, whether on TV or on radio, the way that I do, and the way I write. Are these the end times? Or the beginning of the rest of the survival of the country? This is just a tiny little piece of this book. I am going to do everything possible to get into the hands of many of you as possible and as many others as possible. I am going to work myself to exhaustion. No, I don't need the money. I'm very well off. I want my country back. I want our country back. It literally brings tears to my eyes to think about what's taking place here. We've got to be courageous. We've got to be strong. We've got to be able to speak to one another. We cannot allow them to do this to us, and we cannot allow the Chris Christie's and his ilk to play the usual grifter politics. Our country's dying before our eyes. And the Democrat Party's doing this to us. I'll be right back. Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals. 
at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA, 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Give an example. Chapter 2 is called Anti-Black Racism and Anti-Semitism. The Civil War was not only a breathtakingly bloody dispute between the North and the South, the Union and the Confederacy, and the anti-slavery and pro-slavery forces, but a battle between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. The latter conflict of which is rarely mentioned and certainly not emphasized. Indeed, for eight major elements of the Democrat Party, the Civil War did not end in 1865. It never ended. Despite the best efforts of its party apparatchiks, academic surrogates, and media propagandists to ignore, spin, or obscure the horrendous story of the Democrat Party's past, from the Ku Klux Klan and lynchings to segregation, Jim Crow laws, voter intimidation, the Democrat Party had a hand in all of it. All of it. In fact, Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy, was a Democrat, as were virtually all all of the leaders and generals of the Confederacy, Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest, a Democrat, became the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan after the Civil War, which he helped found to terrorize the newly freed slaves and gut Reconstruction, and which Republican President Ulysses S. Grant sought to destroy by deploying the U.S. Army. Grant's efforts were stymied after the Democrat Party won a majority in the House of Representatives. A few decades later, among the leading so-called progressive intellectuals, a.k.a. American Marxists, of the late 1800s and early 1900s was Woodrow Wilson, a prominent Democrat who was president of Princeton University and would become governor of New Jersey. In his academic work on American history, Wilson was friendly to the Klan's mission of suppressing blacks, and he was, for, and he was forgiving of its terror tactics, explains Williamson Evers in Education Weekly. And he, when he was the president of Princeton, Wilson expressed his pride that not one African-American was admitted to Princeton during his tenure. As governor in 1911, Wilson signed the law, a eugenics bill titled An Act to Authorize and Provide for the Sterilization of Feeble-Minded, including idiots, imbeciles, and morons, epileptics, rapists, certain criminals, and other defectives which was later struck down by the New, G- New Jersey Supreme Court. And among them, blacks. Blacks. He backed eugenics. It was common among progressives at the time. You're going to learn all about this. And also the third chapter is entitled Anti-White Racism and Anti-Semitism because the Democrat Party never misses an opportunity to be racist. Never. This book, <coughs> I think, is going to make a difference, if not only among us, but hopefully the future of the country, but not, not maybe in enough time, maybe when I'm long dead and gone, maybe not. But it will change your perspective. Even those who are hostile to the Democrat Party, You will come to despise it. Literally despise it. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. 
Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, We will be taking calls in hour three. Now, ladies and gentlemen, have you been listening to various Republicans lately? Go to the microphone, go to the click lights in front of TV cameras. Some have said no special counsel for... Joe Biden. James Comer said that, who I have enormous admiration for. All Garland will do is appoint some kind of a toady, a special counsel. So if that's the case, you cannot expect to get to the bottom of the criminal nature of the Biden crime family. Because all Congress can do is say, we've found stuff, and here it is. They have no criminal authority whatsoever. Then we have people saying, no impeachment. Some have said no impeachment inquiry. Let me get this straight. So we have Republicans saying, no special counsel. And we have other Republicans who are saying, no impeachment or no impeachment inquiry. And no impeachment inquiry, because ultimately that leads us to impeachment. They're getting cold feet, America. It's one thing to go on Fox or One Nation or on Newsmax, on conservative talk radio or various podcasts, various platforms, and kick up dust about what the Biden crime family is doing. It's another thing to actually do something about it. Now, there's only two things that can be done about it. One is via the executive branch. And obviously, Biden controls the Department of Justice and the Attorney General of the United States. So the only option in that regard is a special counsel. It's the only option. It's not a great option. It's the only option. And it's interesting that Merrick Garland is doing everything he can to prevent the appointment of one. Why? Well, you see how some brave FBI agents have come forward, some brave IRS agents have come forward, because as bad as it gets, there are patriots who have courage, who have the guts to come forward. And Merrick Garland knows that even if he appoints somebody a special counsel, who he hopes will do his bidding. There may be a prosecutor somewhere, just like there might be a judge somewhere in Wilmington who says enough is enough. So do not count me among those who who says there should be no special counsel. I strongly believe there should be. And Merrick Garland's pushing hard against it, and I'm pushing hard for it. 
Now, what about an impeachment inquiry? Because it ultimately might lead to impeachment. Well, impeachment inquiry <clears throat> empowers the Judiciary Committee to use subpoena power and to use depositions that it doesn't otherwise have the authority to use. Now, I don't need to go through the incredible amount of evidence that has been uncovered, circumstantial or otherwise, by these very committees who've been doing investigations, and even before these committees were doing investigations, the New York Post, others. The Hunter Biden laptop alone is enough to warrant an impeachment inquiry. There's more information on that laptop than there was ever available when they went after Donald Trump in their first impeachment. That's why they covered it up. That's why the press covered it up. That's why the FBI covered it up. That's why the social media platforms covered it up with the urging of the Biden people. That's why they had 51 frauds, unpatriotic, anti-American, former spooks and others. 51 of them signed a letter saying this must be a Russian plant, knowing it wasn't. The Biden campaign did that under Blinken, and Blinken was rewarded with a big, big, cushy job, Secretary of State. And yet we're told... Impeachment inquiry might lead to impeachment. We've got to be careful about that. So the brave men and women who came forward, FBI whistleblowers, the brave men who came forward, IRS whistleblowers, is it to naught? So we can just get some cool editorials and columns and programs? And what? Our country's under attack. We have a corrupt man in the Oval Office. He's bought and paid for by the Communist Chinese, among others. And he's conducted himself that way. He's the Manchurian president. We're going to self-censor? We're going to tie our own hands? Can't the Republicans agree on anything? Is this why they're such damn losers? And in the Senate, look at the Republicans. Mitch McConnell shouldn't be in the Senate any longer. Seriously, the man needs to rest his final years on this earth. He's the longest serving leader of either party. Says he's going to serve out his term. It's not about him and his term. It's about what's good for the country. And by the way, Feinstein, Fetterman, the Senate should expel them. The Senate should expel all three of them. Every damn senator up there, Republican or Democrat, knows that Fetterman has been mentally damaged by his massive stroke. Every one of them knows that Dianne Feinstein can't find the restroom. Every one of them knows that Mitch McConnell is incapable of being the leader of anything. This is a representative republic. It exists for the people, not for the hangers-on. We can have respect for these people and thank them. But enough is enough. Same with the president, Joe Biden. It's not become accepted. 
that he's a humiliation. It's not become accepted that he forgets his thoughts in midstream. It's not become accepted that he can't complete a sentence. That he's imbecilic. He's stage five dementia. There's seven stages. He's stage five. Look it up. But what is it about these Republicans? There's literally no noise in the Republican ranks in the Senate about any of this. Of course, you have the conservatives who speak out. But even Rand Paul has cold feet. Well, we need more information. How do you plan to get it? Well, we'll have these committee hearings. Excuse me. That's what an impeachment inquiry is for. It amazes me. Putting aside all the graft and the corruption, you have a man in Joe Biden who has violated the Supreme Court ruling on student loans. That he doesn't have the authority with a magic wand to forgive these loans or any part of these loans. And then he turns around and he's doing it right now in defiance of a Supreme Court ruling. That's an impeachable offense. He's violating our immigration laws. People are flooding across the border. They've now changed definitions so that illegal aliens pouring into the country now, many are coming through ports of entry on his authority. So they're not counting them as illegal aliens. They bring them in, process them, and let them go. We have 85,000 kids. Migrant kids that we can't find on Joe Biden's watch. That's not enough for an impeachment inquiry? Seriously? The destruction of women's sports? That is the violation of Title IX of the Civil Rights Act. Title IX! That's okay? The resegregating of our country through executive orders. Like Woodrow Wilson resegregated the military and the federal bureaucracy. That's okay? Because we call it progress? Because we call it liberal? Progressive? That's okay? The use of the FBI and the Department of Justice to pursue your political opponents, namely Donald Trump. Joe Biden can put an end to that today. Today. He is the executive branch. It's happening under his auspices. Under his attorney general. That's okay. He can stop it. Everything I just mentioned to you has nothing at all to do with anything that Comer and Jordan and Smith and the others have discovered. Nothing. And that they all serve as a basis for an impeachment inquiry. Just an inquiry. 
but the Republicans are afraid, afraid that it'll lead to impeachment. And then I love this argument that I heard. I think it was on Fox. I won't name one of the people. He's very thin-skinned. He gets very nervous. Called me once and said, I, I, you know, why did you say that about me? So I won't mention him, but he knows who he is. But he's not the only one. Well, we don't have the votes in the Senate to convict anyway, so it's really a fool's errand. What? You know, it's interesting. Under our Constitution, the House of Representatives has a job and the Senate has a job. Just like a prosecutor has a job, and a jury has a job. Look what the Democrats did to our country during the Trump administration. Look what they did to us. Look what the FBI and Department of Justice did, triggered initially under the Obama-Biden administration and by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Look what they did. The Democrats say, why are we focused on this now? Why are we looking into these things? That is a anti-American, diabolical, totalitarian party that should have no influence on what we decide to do. This is what I mean when I say the Republican Party is not out to destroy America. It's not out to transform America. But it's filled with quizlings. Quizlings. That wittingly and unwittingly, through their passivity, maybe their special interest ties or what have you, are willing to tolerate or contribute to it. The Democrat Party does not have an effective opposition. Its members, its surrogates, its activists, its media, they wake up every damn day ready to tear this country to shreds in a thousand different ways. Do the Republicans on Capitol Hill wake up every damn day Some do, but do most of them? Trying to figure out how to take down the Democrat Party? I don't mean defend us. I mean take them down. No. That wouldn't be bipartisan. Be very destructive, you know. The voters wouldn't like it either. One of the problems we have in the Republican Party is that we don't have people who know how to speak. McConnell has been one of them even before his accident. But look at the people he has surrounded himself with. They look like pallbearers. They can't even they can't even put sentences together. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know a company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? And don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. 
Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. It also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You know that uh, Hunter Biden Department of Justice deal that fell apart? You might have heard about it. The Attorney General of the United States had to have signed off on that, Mr. Producer. The special counsel reports to him directly. There's been no statement put out by Attorney General Garland. There's been no press statement, no press event, no press conference, nothing. And the press could give a damn. They're not hanging out at his door. They're not at his home saying, Attorney General Garland, what were you trying to do here? Garland's in charge of the Department of Justice. He's in charge of this investigation. That special counsel reports to him, David Weiss. I get so frustrated with these former federal prosecutors and legal analysts. You got to cut to the chase. It's not just some ambiguous piece of jello, the Department of Justice. There's people there who are making decisions and directing decisions. The Attorney General of the United States signed off on that deal. And there's not a single press person who's asked him a single damn thing about it. Not one. Not one. I'll be right back. You know a company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. It also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Plastic Conservative Fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. I'm going to see if we can't do our big Reagan Library announcement next week. That'll be my my goal. And in the meantime, we have two other great book signings I'm going to tell you about. We're not going to do many, but we are going to do some. Saturday, September 23rd, 10 a.m., you can do this, America. Bookends, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Anyone in the Ridgewood, New Jersey area, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and beyond, we'd love to have you. We'd love to meet you, greet you, talk to you. It's patriots. People make lifelong friends at these events. And Bookends is a fantastic little independent bookstore. 
uh, you know, most little independent bookstores are hard left. Bookends plays it right down the middle. They love when we show up. They're very courteous. As I say, it's a fantastic little bookstore. <coughs> Excuse me, cholera. And they have great parking there. And great restaurants in Ridgewood, New Jersey. So that's bookends, September 23rd, Saturday, 10 a.m., in Ridgewood, New Jersey. That's going to be the first book signing. The second book signing is the, the very next day in McLean, Virginia. Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner, at the mall there. These are two places we always go to because they are always very, very responsive to you. There's plenty of parking and plenty of movement areas to move when we have a significant crowds. Barnes & Noble, McLean, Virginia, that's the 24th of September, that's a Sunday, at 1 p.m. Sunday at 1 p.m., we did it at 1 p.m., number one, so I could get from New Jersey to Virginia, and number two, so most of you folks who go to church early in the morning, you will be, you'll be able to attend if you'd like. So that's September 24th, Sunday, 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner, McLean, Virginia, we'd love to see you. And either or both, and we will be making our Reagan Library announcement. That is my intention. <coughs> Excuse me, next week. Biden White House pressured Facebook to censor lab leaks. July 28, 2023. This is the second batch of information released by Jim Jordan involving Facebook. They call themselves Meta now. Twitter calls itself X. I'll call Twitter, Twitter, and I'll call Facebook, Facebook. Just don't call me late for dinner. Remember that old line, Mr. Producer? Anyway, Robbie Suave, at Reason, can someone quickly remind me why we were removing, rather than demoting, labeling claims that COVID is man-made? As Meta's president for global affairs, Meta, that's what Reason calls them anyway. President Joe Biden's White House pushed Meta the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, to censor contrarian COVID-19 content, including speculation about the virus having escaped from a lab, vaccine skepticism, and even jokes. You know, I hear liberals say, even liberals I respect, even some on Fox, it all started under Trump, you know, there's Trump, there's Trump, he was pressuring, you know, folks, this is hilarious. The machine of government, every agency of government, in coordination with the White House and the Democrats on Capitol Hill, devoured and pounded social media platforms under Joe Biden and his fellow Marxists. And they dare to compare that to Trump. And they all have the same talking point. I mean, it really started under Trump and Trump and then Trump this. No president's perfect. Trump wasn't perfect. Certainly the federal government's not perfect. But let's not play games. The political party that hates free speech, again in the book, by the way, in exquisite detail, the party that hates free speech is the Democrat Party. Where do you think the Espionage Act came from? 
Woodrow Wilson, 1917. It was amended in 1918. They threw 2,000 people in federal prison who opposed his position on World War I. Even people that would just give a speech, they grabbed him and threw him in federal prison. Including a candidate for president under the Socialist Party, Eugene Debs. Ran for president from prison because Wilson put him in prison. Even if he gave a speech. Even if he just said you opposed it. Can you name a Republican administration that ever did anything like, well, there's Trump. That's how sick they are. Sick. Franklin Roosevelt unleashed the IRS against his political opponents, particularly newspaper publishers in Philadelphia and elsewhere. Moses Annenberg, the Philadelphia Inquirer, which was anti-New Deal. He unleashed the IRS against him. Nearly destroyed the man. You know, they like to talk about Nixon. The Democrat Party has a whole line of presidents that have done this. A whole line of attorneys general that have done... Well, you know, Nixon. How about FDR? Now, Nixon. How about Lyndon Johnson? Now, Nixon. Nixon. We got Nixon. Isn't it amazing? So now it's... You know, the, uh, the, the censorship actually... We do have some evidence that it was the Trump administration that started to try and put pressure on these social... Okay. Got it. And Biden? We have a federal judge that looked at the entire record and was appalled by what he saw? No, but it's Trump. You don't understand. It is a corrupt party. And if you belong in the leadership of the party or you speak for the party... You're corrupt, too. It's just that simple. Let's go on here. Quote, Can somebody quickly remind me why we were removing rather than demoting labeling claims that COVID is man-made? Asked Nick Clegg, president for global affairs at the company, in July 2021, email to his co-workers. Why are we removing them? It's one thing to demote them and label them. Content moderator replied, quote, we were under pressure from the administration and others to do more. We shouldn't have done it. So the White House is monitoring everybody on the social media. That guy needs to go! Disinformation, misinformation, malinformation! People's lives are at stake! National security! Mega! Mega! Okay, okay, okay. We were under pressure from the administration and others to do more. We shouldn't have done it. The last words of people who bend to a totalitarian regime, we shouldn't have done it. These are other emails obtained by Representative Jim Jordan in the Wall Street Journal provide further evidence of the federal government's vast efforts to curb dissent online. How many more Republican senators, I understand, uh, John Kennedy, who I like, won't come on the show, but I like, our buddy Marco Ruby, I'm not an impeachment man, you know. What is it going to take to have an impeachment inquiry? What is it going to take? Apparently nothing. It's not going to happen. So I reported in Reason, writes the author, March 2023 issue, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention 
communicated frequently with Facebook content moderators and pushed them to take down posts that contradicted the guidance of federal health advisors. So if you believe that what's happening here is Marxist, right? I certainly do. It's Marxist in modeling, Marxist in practice, Marxist in mindset. And it is destroying our country from within. And then you say, I'm not an impeachment man. Well, what's it going to take? Till we wake up one day and it's too late? Oh, man, I should, we should have had an inquiry. The Democrats, full speed ahead, no real inquiry. Second impeachment they did in record time. As fast as they could against Trump. Here we're talking about an impeachment inquiry. I don't know. We've got to think about it. Nancy opposes it. You know, Jamie's okay. Uh, special counsel, no, we can't do that. I, I, I'm starting to just wonder about the sanity, the collective sanity of these people. According to a trove of confidential documents obtained by Reason, health advisors at the CDC had significant input on, pa- on pandemic era, pandemic era social media policies at Facebook as well. They were consulted frequently, at times daily. This is by the Biden administration. They were actively involved in the affairs of content moderators, providing constant and ever-revolving guidance. Trump didn't do this, Jessica. They requested frequent updates about which topics were trending on the platforms. And they recommended what kinds of content should be deemed false or misleading. The Facebook files show that the platform responded with incredible deference. Facebook routinely asked the government to vet specific claims, including whether the virus was man-made rather than zoonotic in origin. Ooh, zoonotic, Mr. Producer. In other emails, Facebook asked for each of the following claims, which we've recently identified on the platform. Can you please tell us if the claim is false and if believed that this claim contributed to vaccine refusals? So they're asking the government. Is this okay to post or not? The fact that the White House was engaged in the exact same behavior as the CDC is not remotely surprising. Indeed, it's already well known that Biden staffers harangued social media moderators. Do we have any evidence that Trump staffers were haranguing social media moderates, liberals? If so, can you post that immediately? Though these specific emails have not been previously released. The Wall Street Journal's reporting demonstrates once again that the platforms themselves were deeply skeptical of the government's directions. Quote, the White House has previously indicated that it thinks humor should be removed. Humor, meaning the Biden administration, if it's premised on the vaccine having side effects. So we expect it would similarly want to see humor about vaccine hesitancy removed, wrote the vice president of Facebook. I can't see Mark, a.k.a. Zuckerberg, in a million years being comfortable removing that, and I wouldn't recommend it. Nick Clegg wrote in his subsequent email an apparent reference to CEO Mark Zuckerberg. In some of the emails, Facebook executives expressed concern. They're removing posts in which Americans expressed hesitation about getting vaccinated could actually make them less likely to get a shot. All these disclosures show that it's pointless to be angry with social media companies says the writer. They were put in a very difficult position. The government was threatening them. Which government?
Trump now. Kevin Coolidge now. No. John Tyler now. Joe Biden. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You know, I'm very uh, in a very good mood tonight. You know why, despite the world going to hell? No, not because it's Friday. Because there's great UFC fights Saturday night, Mr. Producer. Terrific fights. I'm obsessed with this sport. Can't quite explain it, and I don't need to, I suppose. I think Dana White has done a fantastic job there. And uh, I don't know how these people do it. Maybe that's why. They can do things that I'm incapable of doing. But it's, uh, you know, it's a throwback to when men were men. And the capacity to do what they do. It's not the feminization of men. In fact, there are women who fight. It's a little tougher for me to watch as well. You know, I used to make a joke about in Russia, the men are men and the women are men. You can't even make that joke anymore, Mr. Producer, because that applies to us, too. And vice versa. The men are women. By the way, my buddy Dan Bongino loves UFC 2 MMA. It's not like we're coordinating on this or anything. I mean, he's a tough dude. He's all muscled up and everything. You know his background, Secret Service and the cops, NYPD. And by the way, he's an absolute pussy guy. He's easy guy, decent guy, not looking for trouble. Just don't get in his face. But he's a dear, dear friend of mine. He loves it too. I love it too. We just came to it differently. I used to watch this. This fighting before they did it inside professionally, before they were inside cages, when they did it outside in cages. I would sit there and watch it, Mr. Producer, for six hours. Six hours! Mark, what do you do for fun? Okay, I just explained it. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. The more freedom you have, America, the less power the government has. The more freedom you have, the less power the U.N. has. The more freedom you have, the less power the Democrat Party has. And they're going to beat this climate change thing over and over and over again over your heads. Because there's just so many suckers in this country who buy it. And the government's paid mightily to the corrupt scientific community to come out with false reports. And yet there's not a definitive report. Not one. They can be pointed to. To lay this science out. It's not like the laws of physics. It's not like... You know, ironclad laws of science... It, it is, it's amorphous. Can't even really define it. Can't even determine if it's a problem. Carbon dioxide. Sounds like carbon monoxide, you know. And so the UN now, the chief Gutierrez warns that we've gone from the era of climate change to the era of global boiling. Till of course, we get to the year of, gold, of uh, global ice cubes. As Simon Ken writes at Breitbart, be afraid, be very afraid. United Nations Chief Antonio Gutierrez last night rolled out some of his most apocalyptic climate rhetoric to date, declaring the era of global warming has ended, the era of global boiling has arrived. Because these guys want global government. I wrote about it in Liberty and Tyranny 15 years ago. That's what they want. He went on to lament how terrifying it is seeing children swept away by monsoon rains. Families running from the flames. Workers collapsing in scorching earth. That is scorching heat. The veteran Portuguese socialist painted his picture of a world in peril. During a stream speech from UN headquarters in New York... Returning once more to a theme of climate doom that he's used almost without respite since he took office. It's the surest way to destroy our sovereignty and our economic system. He said, short of a mini ice age over coming days, some scientists eliminate, estimate July 2023 would shatter records across the board. Climate change is here. It's terrifying. 
just beginning. Gutierrez outlined, the era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. Consequences are clear and they're tragic. We must get rid of these incandescent light bulbs. Just think of all the lives that'll be saved. Oh, yes. For vast parts of North America, Asia, Africa, and Europe, it's a cruel summer. It's a heat. America, it's a heat wave. We're having a heat wave. Mr. Producer, it's called a heat wave. Never had heat waves before, no. We've never had to use air conditioning before, no. You notice how we go from one pandemic to the next? And how tyranny rules the day? The virus, which was a real pandemic. A lot of people got sick. Some people are still suffering from it. But the Democrats, the UN, the big government types took full advantage to exploit it. Gutierrez spoke as a separate analyst for the month, published Friday by Leipzig University, climate scientist Karsten Haustein. Estimated July could possibly finish 0.2 degrees Celsius warmer than the 2019 record. These records are a lie. There was one report on one of my favorite networks. The reporter said, it's the hottest recorded temperature in recorded history. I said, are you nuts? Dr. Hastin predicted not only would that make it the warmest month on record, but potentially in thousands, if not tens of thousands of years. Now, how would he know that? That's not the foggiest idea. We may have to go back all the way to the Immian warm period about 120,000 years ago to find similarly warm conditions. And you know who reported that? ABC News. If I could just question one of them, including ABC News people. What, do you, what, what is with you in this scam? But since paleo temperature records do not provide high enough temporal resolution, we cannot say with certainty that this July hasn't been hotter during the peak of the current interglacial period. We just don't know, so we assume it is. That's it. This is not the first time Gutierrez has warned the world. Whatever happened to Gutierrez from Chicago, Mr. Producer? Remember that little punk? Gutierrez. Just last November, he told participants in the COP27 climate summit of impending climate chaos due to humanity's fossil fuel addiction. That's right, it's an addiction. We use fossil fuels because we're addicted. We're addicted, you see, to going to work and coming home from work, putting the air conditioning on when it's hot, the heat on when it's cold. We're addicted. We're now addicted to capitalism. We're addicted to prosperity. We need to be impoverished. We need to degrowth the economy. Another D-E word, D. We're on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator, the career diplomat insisted during the COP27 opening speech in the resort town of Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. (laughs) 
this is this extraordinarily pricey resort town where they use things like electricity and natural gas. How will we answer? Well, maybe eight billion is old enough to ask, what did you do for our world and for our planet when you had the chance? Folks, these are Marxist pigs. That's what they are. They are Marxist pigs. They hate the capitalist system. They hate entrepreneurship. They hate individualism. They hate your freedom. They're literally, literally furious that you can get up in the morning and live the kind of life you want to live for now. For now. And you need to understand that people from our Department of Energy, our Department of Commerce, our Agriculture Department, our EPA, they all attend these events, you see. Previous to that, in 2019, the Secretary General said climate-related devastation is striking the planet on a weekly basis. Global action must be undertaken immediately with UN agencies in the lead. There you go. We're here because the world is facing a grave climate emergency. Go to the Ares! Told a two-day Abu Dhabi climate meeting. Notice they never go to places, you know, that are hellholes. Abu Dhabi. Shamal Sheikh. Man, yeah. Climate disruption is happening now. It is progressing even faster than the world's top scientists have predicted. It is outpacing our efforts to address it. Climate change is running faster than we are. Destroy everything that's been built during the course of humanity. Destroy it. Destroy the wheel. That's it. Destroy the wheel. I I don't know what to say anymore. The government's reached into your home. It's looking at every appliance. From your light bulbs to your toasters to your washing machines to your dryers to your clothes washers to your window air conditioning units to your HVAC systems. And they're trying to figure out ways to screw you, to make life harder. It's called Bidenomics, don't you know? I've decided Bidenomics is the new term for stage five dementia. Why? Because it's named after Biden. I think that's quite appropriate. But climate change is nothing more. Are you listening, Media Matters? You little prebescent, low IQ Neanderthals? Are you listening, Mediocreite, where your founder has continues to glue squirrels to the top of his head to pretend he's not bald as a cue ball? Are you listening over there, Mediocreite? Well, then listen carefully. Climate change is a ruse it doesn't even have a definition that can be agreed on there are thousands of experts from some of the top top universities and think tanks in the world who say you're full of crap particularly as applies to man-made global warming if the sun is warming the earth There's not a damn thing we can do about it. But the fact is, this isn't science. This is ideology. This is how you destroy America. You have finally settled on a phrase and an ideology. 
And you're using the unelected bureaucrats and unelected judges to impose your will. If there were a bill on the floor of the House or the Senate today that said, we're going to outlaw the existing light bulbs, gas stoves, HVAC systems, air conditioning systems, heat water boiling systems, the combustion engine, it wouldn't pass. But if you push it through the bureaucracy and impose it on the people, it doesn't need to pass. The people have no say. And that's what's happening. And this is what the Democrat Party is doing to you. So when Biden shuffles around and says his economic plan is working, for whom? For what? And what economic plan? Destroying America's economy is not building anything. You know, the Marxists, the fascists, they destroy things. They don't build things. They steal from those who have built things, who have created things, who have developed things. But they don't build anything. I will say this, they've taken billions and billions of your dollars from all over the country. My wife and I live about 40 miles from Washington, D.C., give or take. And I have to confess, they're doing a lot of building. Now, by building, I don't mean, you know, taking your money and building roads, but that's what they're doing. There are more bypasses and highways, four-lane roads, New roads, new bridges being built around Washington, D.C. than anything I've ever seen in my life. It's nonstop. These are the most wealthy congressional districts in the United States of America, certainly among the most wealthy, and they're all represented by Democrats. They steal your money out in the hitherlands for themselves for their own communities, for their own salaries and pensions and medical benefits, for their own comforts. That's what they do. If Joe Biden and the other corrupt members of the Biden crime family want to be the first to live as they seek to dictate to you, no gasoline products, none. Limits on the size and types of automobiles. Changing the air conditioning. I'll give you an example. They're not going to change the air conditionings uh, in the air conditioning systems in the White House to accommodate the new EPA rules. They're not going to change them at Joe Biden's mansion in Wilmington, his other mansion, beachfront mansion in Rojo, but they're not going to change anything. He's not going to get rid of his Corvette Stingray and say, you know what, I'm going electric. No. Schumer's not going to change. Pelosi's not going to change. Hakeem Jeffries is not going to None of them are going to change. You're going to change, whether you like it or not. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin'. France. 
France investigating possible smuggling of advanced military chips to China. So as we are committing suicide, destroying our own independent energy system across this country, attacking our own industry, unleashing a corrupt federal legal system against political opponents. Unilaterally opening our borders wide to drug cartels and their drugs and all the horror that follows. Hollowing out our currency. Relying more and more on communist China for materials, for solar panels, for electric batteries. The communist Chinese are on the move, and this country is not ready. From Republican isolationists to Democrat appeasers, this country is not ready. Does it look like we are? Are we taking measures to build up the United States military? Even as a deterrent to the communist Chinese? No, we're not. We're running out of hardware. The communist Chinese, they're already attacking us, cyber warfare. They already have killer satellites. We don't. They already have methods for knocking out the electrical grid, which will be our only source of energy at some point, and we won't have enough energy from that. Our technological edge has been stolen right out from under us because we have phalanx of FBI agents chasing down American citizens rather than chasing down communist Chinese spies. Rather than dealing with Iran as Trump did, Biden is attacking Israel. This is where we are, America. This is where we are. I want to say something else to Chairman McCall, the House of Representatives who oversees a great deal of our foreign policy from the Republican perspective. You're not doing your job. Maybe you've been in Washington too long. You're not doing your job. And I, for one, am sick and tired of it. Robert Malley, I spent a lot of time last week explaining to you, America, who he is. He's a radical Marxist leftist. He was put in charge by the Biden administration and Blinken, his childhood friend, in negotiations with Iran. He's had his security clearance pulled. They had a meeting the other day to discuss it with the State Department. We still don't know why his security clearance was pulled. Why was it pulled? Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. There's this thing called the Bohemian Grove Group in California. I've been repeatedly invited to attend this thing, and it's just too weird. 
I've been invited repeatedly over the last decade. And I've said no. So here's Politico. At the Bohemian Grove, the secretive conclave of men who gather in Northern California. The attendance was a who's who of pre-Trump Republicans, a murderer's row of bundlers and Wall Street Journal editorial page favorites, including former House Speaker Paul Ryan and ex-Florida Governor Jeb Bush, as my colleague Ryan Leeza reported. With fear setting in about Trump's renomination, the gathering became something of a fantasy camp on how to avert that prospect or at least confront it. One name that came up as a potential apolitical independent nominee was retired Admiral William McRaven. This guy is a leftist, believe it or not. The former special operations commander who became chancellor at the University of Texas. These are the people Chris Christie represent. All these sort of uh, (laughs) in the shadows, uh, ruling class, self-appointed elitist, self-righteous. They're not afraid of a Biden re-election. They're afraid of Trump being elected. What exactly did Trump do as president that threatened our country? What did he do? There was no martial law. He complied with the Constitution. He followed Supreme Court rulings even when he lost. He got along with Congress okay. It was... Pelosi and the Democrats who were trying to destroy him from day one. So what is it exactly? I can tell you what Biden's done. So what's with this Jeb Bush and Paul Ryan and the other malcontents? And William McRaven? So they don't even realize how they come off in their secret meeting where they want to impose an independent nominee. William McRaven on the nation. Most of the nation doesn't even know who the hell the guy is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're at the Bohemian Grove. How many people do they represent? Not one. Not one. And so, these are the people behind the scenes who back the Christies and the Sununus and the rest of the malcontents and miscreants. The invisible hand, so to speak, of the most incompetent ruling class in American history. Let's take some callers. What do you think? Mike, Arlington, Virginia, the great W Mall, WMAL. Go. Great one. How you doing? Very well. Thank you, Mike. Would like. All right. I would like you to concentrate on the coming weeks, if you can, on the Secret Service Director, Kimberly Cheadle, please. Her name's Kimberly Cheadle? Yeah. Yes, Kimberly Cheadle. Here are some facts. Is she a a Biden appointee? She was appointed by Joe Biden in August of 2022. Um, which is when the Mar-a-Lago raid happened and Secret Service were told to turn down. Mm-hmm. She is the one who closed the investigation about the missing text from January 5 to January 6. Mm-hmm. She was the deputy assistant director 
when they went and picked up the gun or tried to retrieve the gun in October of 2018 in Delaware. And they covered up the whole cocaine mess. Yep, covered the whole cocaine mess. Very interesting. I'm glad you raised this. I'm going to take another look at this. Mike, very, very good. Arlington, Virginia. Nice to hear from you, buddy. Let's keep going. Let's go to Scott Bozeman, Montana, Sirius Satellite. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Mark. How are you? Okay, thank you, sir. Yes, I have a doubt. Hello? Are you surviving the heat wave, sir, may I ask you? Yes, I am, thank you. Um, Hold on now. You live in Montana. There's a lot of wild animals there. Are are they doing okay? Are they kind of walking backwards or flying upside down? Everything going okay out there? I've seen fish jump out of the water, I guess. Oh, yes. That's kind of normal up here, so I don't know. Um, Go right ahead. Yes. I have to ask about... I have to ask about... When you have climate change, people talk about that whole cataclysmic thing that created the Ice Age. So where were we before the Ice Age? We were much warmer. So I don't understand how... Yes, we were. Because they're liars. They're liars. You know, the people pushing this agenda are either Marxists, the radical leftists, they're Democrats... Or they're the usual uh, repulsive Republicans. That's it. And the science is being bought and paid for by uh, federal government grants uh, from NASA, NOAA, from, uh, from the EPA, and virtually every other department of the federal government. They're buying the so-called science that they want. We also saw that with the UN and their organization in Europe some time ago. Uh, if you if you were to say, I want the definitive information and so forth, there isn't definitive information. They can't even define what climate change means. Now they're saying it's hot. It's hot. So we're having a, a hot week. And so now, uh, now, now what else do we have to surrender? What's next? We all going to have to uh, dress up with uh, skirts and get rid of our pants? I don't know what's next, my friend. All right, Montana, thank me for your call. Let's keep going. You know what I love about this show? We are heard in every corner of this country, Mr. Producer. In fact, we're heard in every corner of the world. It's just fantastic. We're going to go to Bob, Cleveland, Ohio, WCLE. Bob, how are you, my friend? Oh, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, Yes, first of all, I'm your only unpaid employee. I uh, will wait to get your books in the Sam's Club. I go to the different clubs, put your book at eye level, and get after <laughs> Sam's for not buying enough of them. So in the meantime, uh, let's talk about... Uh, Although I have to say, I have to say Walmart is acquiring a whole bunch of them. That is true. Yes. Anyway, Tracker Joe, or Trader Joe, has destroyed his son... Trader Joe figured this out. It wasn't his son. And I think the I think the Marxist media and the state needs a divorce or an annulment. They are colluding together, and it's not the Democrat Party. They've been dead a long time. It's a Marxist party that's ruling oh, them. And then, then uh, we should have a faith friend um, a fundraiser, a couple of dollars from each American, to give to these whistleblowers at the... Um, 
at, at, at the Congress because they've been maltreated. And I think that uh, that would be somebody who could step up to the plate and go fund them. And uh, um, another. Well, I, I think these whistleblowers are terrific. I'm just disappointed that none of them and their lawyers won't come on the program. I'm too hot. I don't mean hot like cool. I think sometimes I'm just too hot because I'm blunt, because I call them the way I see them. I'm not, I'm not a politician. I'm never going to be. Uh, I think I'm 100% accurate. When I'm not, I try and correct it. But that makes me hot for these people, too hot. They don't want to touch it. So uh, it's too bad. We wanted to talk to uh, Tara Reid, uh, who Joe Biden... She accused him of raping him in a corridor when she was 25-year-old staffer. She came forward. She was very brave. Uh, she was all but smeared by the media. And uh, I wanted her to come on the show. She didn't come on the show. Next thing I know, she takes off for Russia. And I feel very, very, very bad about that. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark in. A really big show Sunday. Please set your DVRs. If you're not going to be able to watch it live, you should set it anyway, just in case. 8 p.m. Eastern, every Sunday night. Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. It's the number one weekend cable news show, period. And this weekend, during the course of my opening statement, you're going to learn how Obama, Holder, and Comey, their ties to the special counsel investigation against Trump, your eyes are going to really pop open because I took the time to do all this research myself. We don't have a research staff at Life, Liberty, and Live In. I do it myself. And so I want you to take a look at what I uncovered here. I think you're going to see why what's going on is going on. We have two fantastic guests, Bob McDonald, former Virginia Republican governor in the last year of his administration, how he was targeted by Smith and his hacks, and what happened to him and how they indicted him and his wife and what hell he went through and how they cut corners to get after him. You're also going to hear from the great prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. You've heard a lot of lies from the radical left, the self-hating Thomas Friedman's and his ilk. And of course, the Biden administration about what his government is doing over in Israel. And I want you to hear directly from his mouth what's taking place. Uh, without the Wolf Blitzer interruptions and all the rest of the BS. So he will do that. He will be there. So the opening statement, Bob McDonald, Prime Minister Netanyahu, you're going to love this show. You're going to love it. I know you will, because I know you. I'm part of you. I'm with you. And, of course, don't forget the book signings. Please mark them down. September 23, Sunday, 10 a.m., bookends, Ridgewood, New Jersey, Tyson's Corner, McLean, Virginia, Barnes & Noble, Sunday, September 24th. All right, enough of all that. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
folks, please tune in. Life, Liberty, and Levin, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Set your DVR if you're not sure you're going to be there. I'm sure you're going to hear all about it, so I want you to watch it yourselves. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, the men and women, the freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Smokey. Good night, Zelda and Gigi. Good night, Indy, Patton, Rory. Good night, my Barney and Marty. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. All patriots. And I promise you, I and we will continue to fight for this wonderful country of ours. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you on Sunday and then on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend.